Okay, everybody, we've been listening to Michelle McGovern talking about what the, the, what the, what's happening in the industry. She'll be stepping down and joining us here in just a minute. Looking forward to having her comments come in. So as we get her seated in the booth and we uh, end up moving some things around, that'll be awesome. But uh, what I like to do is just uh, begin to talk about where this everything is going. I think one of the things that stood out in uh, Michelle's presentation to me was that Michelle was talking about things like Uber. And you listen to how our industry, I mean, the number of industries that have been around forever that are being absolutely changed forever is uh, it's happening before us. And at the rate of change is another thing that's just extraordinary. Michelle, good to have you here with us. We appreciate you coming into the booth and inviting me to be here. It's really great. I did. All right, good. You're hearing, Ralph? So let's get into some of the things that you were talking about. And I think we're going to get that mic as close as we possibly okay. can. That'd be great. All right. So, Michelle, uh, you talked about technology disruption. Yeah. A light is a disruptor. Do you think that others besides finance professionals will use a light in mortgage banking? Yes. We expect to be... CEOs, the cap market heads, the heads of operations, branch managers, and many others in the firm who influence and make key business decisions about firm direction and profitability. All of those are potential users of the light. Go ahead, Rob. As a follow-up question, Michelle, CEOs are busy. You're a CEO. Does a light package the information a CEO needs to run a company today? Yeah, there's specific and custom dashboards for CEOs that anticipate the kind of metrics that CEOs care the less is more, get to the point kind of dashboards that a CEO needs. Great. David. You know, Michelle, you've looked at a lot of different industries, and we're talking a little bit softer here so that we uh, don't disrupt the what's going on behind us here at, the, at this really exciting event. But talk about your perspective as it relates to this industry or to technology generally, you've seen a lot of change and you're fairly new at the mortgage side of it. And I would love to have you share with our listeners, those that are in the mortgage industry as most of our listeners are as to what you are, what you've seen as far as where we stand. We, we talk about automation being the abacus right. and within our industry. So give us some of your thoughts as looking from the outside in and then what you've seen coming in. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I think it's like a lot of other industries. It seems slow to start, but it get, you get the snowball effect. Right. Um, so, you know, I, like I said, I spend a lot of my time selling into and working with large investment banks and asset managers who, you know, 20 years prior to that, they didn't look like a technology company either. So, it, it, you know, it's slow adopters. And then they move quickly, and then it seems like you look back and say, well, of course this was the right thing to do. And, you know, frankly, I think that some of that's going to happen in the mortgage industry as well. And I think, you know, the interesting thing for the mortgage industry, it will benefit from the fact that the cost of entry because of cloud-based business models, uh, it's easier and more cost-efficient to adopt technology now than it was 10 years ago. And I think that provides some real exciting opportunities for the industry. Talking about cloud-based systems and how that's impacting the future. Talk a little bit about that. I mean, where do you see that going in, uh, in, as we, as we, in just a few years out and five years out? Well, I mean, in, in the mortgage industry, I mean, there are companies like Velocify and Roostify and Blend Labs, yes. all of whom are focused on 
how do you get to the consumer? How do you deliver that sort of customer experience that, you know, consumers are looking for? And they're, they're all cloud, you know, SaaS-based business models, which means, you know, mortgage firms can work with them and readily adopt the technology into the workflow without a huge upfront investment. Which to me, you know, makes it, 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 it just a, a phenomenal business opportunity for mortgage originators. When you look at transformation and it's happening at the rate it's happening here, the slowest area that seems that has been adopting to this transformation is in the area of finance. And your product is really giving, bringing every company that sees it, gets it, and, and embraces it to the point where they can anticipate things at an unusual rate. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Ralph was talking about it before you, you yeah. started talking about it. I love your thoughts. You know, I think the, um, like I said, I think you can't run a successful company without a great finance team, finance professional. And, you know, I think there hasn't been a solution in the past. So finance professionals have had to piece Again, it together, you know, Excel, so, whatever um, method they've been able to. With, with what we're doing, and, and we kind of enable them and also allow them to bubble up very broadly at the firm so that they can show, um, you know, the rest of the organization. What are the economics of our business? How are we going to navigate? Why do we make decisions here? Now it's out as opposed to, hey, finance came up with those numbers. I don't own those numbers. No more. Mm-hmm. And this, this kind of changes the whole collaboration dynamic uh, of the enterprise. And I think that's probably one of the most exciting things about what we're doing right now. I, we're going to be having a number of guests come in here. Jeff Spiegel, we've got Cheetah coming in. I would love to have your perspective on what you're seeing some of these companies uh, how those that are beginning to, the lights are coming on and they're starting to adopt your technology. One, Achito is, I understand, is just, in, in, uh, just coming on board. So I'm looking forward to getting her thoughts on that. And I, I love that one phrase that it says, uh, let, uh, don't brag, basically. let another man's mouth praise you, not yeah. that of your own issue. I can't wait to get her thoughts on this. But companies like this that are taking this on, what's the one common denominator that you're saying the need that we're meeting is what? The, the need we're meeting is their their desire and drive to have the uh, visibility into the future uh, future financials of the company, and I, I really do believe the you know they in their own right these are early adopters. Mm-hmm. I mean you know we're a new entrant in the marketplace. You know a couple of years um, we started slowly and you know working with a couple of the big firms who were instrumental in feedback, but now you see you know everybody. Who, who sees what we're doing saying, you really need to work with the light. You, you know, there isn't anybody else doing it. And what is it going to do? It's going to allow you to sort of, Hey, you want to sleep at night knowing you run scenarios, you've got the visibility. If rates do go up, I know what that's going to look like. If some other channel opportunity happens, I know what the impact is, what you decide to do with it, you know, sort of directionally up to you. But. Right. Do you think this is an interesting question that just, kind of popped in my head. Do you think this is going to change how, who is going to be a CEO? Because up at this point, we've had CEOs that are very charismatic, but don't necessarily the most disciplined at looking at the numbers. Is this, could this, what your product does, because it empowers them to look at it, are they going to have to make adjustments in how they're running their businesses, how they're going to have to engage with the numbers in a bigger way? I'm just looking at the dynamics of what this could mean to CEOs, just CEOs. Well, you know, I, in terms of, does it change the dynamic? I think it changes the, um, 
the sort of uh, level of visibility, ownership, collaboration, and the CEO dashboard, which boils it down. I mean, a lot of CEOs, Talk myself about, included, are yeah. salespeople. Yeah, they are. I mean, that's, that's what, what we do. That's what you have to do. That's, <laughs> you what, to, that's what you role. are. That's what I am. That's what you do, yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you need to understand what are the implications of selling or not selling? What, right. you know, what are the growth potentials for your company? And that's what, I'm, that's what I'm really want to focus in on because I think a lot of CEOs say, well, I, that's not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. That's not what I'm skilled at. That's not what I'm well, naturally. the thing is, I use the, the light to run a light. So mm-hmm. I actually use the CEO Good. dashboard. Myself. So that's, that's a great example. So how has this impacted how you're, you're managing a light uh, because, compared to other companies before you had this tool? Yeah, be, when I didn't have it, got blindsided. Yeah. And I'm pretty good with numbers, but if you don't have the ability to run a, a scenario and understand the ripple effect mm-hmm. of your sales projections all the way through all the cost structures yeah. of your business, um, then you, you know, you, you don't know what the implications are. Perfect. And so, you know, the, I, I use it every day. Um, you using it, literally using it every day. My board uses it. Your board of directors uses it. Very interesting. Yeah. Now, that's not one I did not anticipate. Yeah, investors, board members. Um, so you're giving access. Absolutely. Across the board, all the way up to the people that you're accountable as and the you, CEO. You, you, you know, you customize the access based on role type. Right. So, you know, the board has a board view. The C- I have the CEO view. The, you know, exec team has the exec team view. You but can't accomplish have, that with a spreadsheet. No. No, and you can't run scenarios and understand. And, you know, what's interesting to me in, in the mortgage business is, you know, so many of the organizations we work with have many, many retail mm-hmm. organizations, many branches. And, you know, the, the firm is the summation of all the, the branches. And so when you're trying to grow a business and understand, what, you know, what is the branch performance? What's the impact if they do or don't perform on my overall organization? I think this just opens up all kinds of you know, great ideas, because when people see the numbers, most of the time people in companies, my belief is this, they have a lot of great ideas. They just don't understand what the implications are. And now we're showing them. Talk about a little bit. You are, you have been in sales. You are very personal outgoing. So would you consider finance and diving into numbers your natural sweet spot? Or is this a learned skill? Uh, well, it was a learned skill. Yeah, yeah that's what I suspect. Knowing you as I have now, I got to know you. I can yeah, imagine that. It was a learned skill. <laughs> it's definitely but, me, for me, too. But, you know, I think, um, it, you know, whether, whether you like it or not, right. if you're running a company, you have to understand the numbers. Right. But they need to be understood contextually so that you can make important business decisions, not have somebody do a data download. And, you know, I think that's what we do really well is we give contextual meaning to business forward-looking business decisions and um, so that people can make informed choices. A lot of people think that I'm dealing with this, so it's, I'm, it's like I'm working in QuickBooks or I'm having to look at finance. That's not what no. this is. That's no. the most important thing I want to drive home. No. You and I have a similar personality. We get along real well. Yeah. We're, we're out in the sales. We yeah. love meeting people and working with that. But this is not getting into QuickBooks. It's not no. looking at that aspect no. of it. What we're doing, what you're doing, what we can do now is with our personality types where this is not a natural skill, it's an acquired yeah. skill, one that is essential to running businesses in this ever-increasing dynamic world, this is a tool that you can use. And the learning curve, what is the learning curve for the average CEO to pick this up and really get into it? Yeah. Any ideas? Uh, for the average yeah, it, for yourself. It, I mean, yeah. you, you you had no, no. I mean, the thing is, when you see the dashboards, 
it, you know, it speaks for itself. Term, yeah, yeah, it's like what the top five metrics. What's the cost to originate? You know, what, how's my how are my branches performing? Right. Um, you know, so we have the dashboards already configured, understanding how the mortgage industry works, understanding what a CEO of a mortgage firm is going to want to see, so they can log into their phone and say. How, how are things looking? What's mm-hmm. the future look like? W- without a lot of fanfare, without getting into the rows and rows and columns of numbers. That <laughs> I think that's the thing. Wanna... Yeah. And uh, I'm also have dyslexia. So seeing columns and columns of yeah. numbers, they just start yeah, moving blurring. all over the place and blurring in front of me. But this brings it for and the graphic features that this has. That picture is worth a thousand words. Talk a little bit about how you bring the graphical representation of the numbers forward. I love those screens, yeah. Jeff. Well, you know, when we, um, like I mentioned, we, we've got a pre-configured set of right. dashboards. But then, you know, when we work with each firm, they say, well, you know, in, in particular, we want to dive into and have some um, sort of comparison, comparative metrics. And interestingly, one of the things we think is interesting is, you know, the MBA and Stratmore group right. put out a peer group review. And some of the customers who are in those peer groups say, would you load my peer group review data Mm. in as a scenario so that I can compare myself against my peer group as I'm running scenarios? And we think that's a real interesting, great opportunity for the industry to see Mm -hmm. on an ongoing real-time basis, how do I compare? Because that data is invaluable. And so that's the kind of thing where I just feel like we're sort of bringing together a lot of the great things that are going on in this industry right now. And will it help kind of what I think fast forward a lot of thinking and conversations? Because if you see the numbers and you understand the implication, I think, frankly, for most of us, it makes us um, feel like more certain about taking action. That's a great way to put it. And I think that's what this is all about. It's taking action in a, in a, in anticipation or advance of real real scenario planning and i think that's the biggest impact of it something we've always preached to. i've been preaching for years but the spreadsheets is that i built and i ran my business and i heard corky watts say a long long time ago you know managed by the numbers managed yeah. by the number. boy that I, when i was personally guaranteeing all those warehouse lines i figured that i got to manage by the numbers or i could be in trouble but even when i was doing everything was spreadsheet based back then and has been still for most companies. But right. if you can have a real dynamic time where you're bringing in data that is specific to your company and it's empirical data, and, and that's what I want to get to next. Talk yeah. a little bit about the, how you're bringing in the empirical data to really when you're doing pl- scenario planning. Michelle has been so much, well, I got these numbers from accounting. I got these numbers from, you know, secondary market and risk scenarios, yeah. but nothing's it, their input is empirical data. So yeah. talk about how you're bringing all this data in. It's brilliant. Well, so, so one thing is that, you know, we, our application has codified the business relationships between the various um, value chain right, right. segments of the mortgage industry. Secondly, we integrate and pull in, importantly, you said you were going to do something. What really happened? We pull that information in your DL. Here's what actually happened. We pull in the sales funnel information from your LOS. Uh, we pull in the rate shock information and servicing evaluation from your cap market center. Why do we do that? Well, because to run a company, it is an integrated network. Right. That's what your your company is. So we pull that in, and importantly, that information can start to inform future uh, scenarios predictively. Right. 
you say, well, I think the, pa- the past, the future is going to look somewhat like the past. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to run a couple of scenarios to say, if things continue on that same trend, here's, here's what the financial implications are. Very excitingly, um, at sometime second half of next year, we're going to get in, be getting into more machine learning. Really? Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. Can you share? I mean, yeah, that, yeah. Well, do we have just, to make the whole audience sign an NDA or something? No, <laughs> <laughs> no but just with the logical extension of what we're doing is that you've got all this data about your business right? and you want to understand, well, give me some algorithms that tell me over historical periods of time wow. based on what happens to rates and my volumes and my cost structures, give me some predictive analytics on my own firm. And then more broadly, give me the predictive analytics based on the bigger macro. Wow. So, you know, that's something very exciting. And as I mentioned in my earlier that's a discussion, game changer. Yeah. Yeah, got to you got to walk before you run. So you got to start. You got to got to get the application in. Get start. Um, you know, getting the historical data that you can then right. use for the future. Michelle, what I mean, we have to wrap up this segment because we've got other guests that you've invited to come into the booth, and we're really excited about interviewing them as well. Wanted to get what are the most important things you would like those that are that are never heard of you to know about you, and what are the things that. Uh, those that are considering you, you, you feel need to be? Well, as I mentioned, we're, we're on a mission to help this industry. Mm-hmm. And what this industry does is at the heart of why we're driven to do what we're doing. And, and what we do is we help you uh, run your firm so that you can figure out how to put more people in homes. And, you know, in the end, all business is measured by numbers. Right. Even right. if you're in sales, yeah, you're measured by numbers. <laughs> you're as good as um, your last numbers. You're as good as your last numbers. So, you know, we, we help mortgage firms plan, right. manage, forecast the future. And, you know, our goal is it's real time, just like wow. the world we live in. I'm so honored to be here doing this from your event. It's a real blessing oh, to be here. Thank you very much. It's, it's, we, we appreciate, you know, this great opportunity. Thrilled that you could be here. And um, I, I, I remember you told me you got to read the book about why yes yes i read it you Great did book and then it yes. starts with why yes it starts with why simon senate yeah, yeah. Good. and so that's a great way to end this why in i mean you talked about it but what is the biggest why you would tell the audience we we exist because and our why is what would you our, our why is to navigate the future, you've got to you've got to be living in a real time world right. where you can see the implications, and that transcends every industry. I, I mean, we're in mortgage banking, we're in mining, we're in tech, we're going to be moving into pharma and telco wow. next year. All industries have the problem. Yeah, we're driven they do. to help management teams better manage their companies. That's the that's the why of what we do. You're known by the company you keep. And the people you've hired in this company, Ralph, we've known for years, and we always give Ralph a bad time, but you have surrounded yourself, Michelle, with some really good people. Oh, I, I'm, it's I mean, all about the people, Dave. How, I, you know. I mean, we, I keep saying this is the last question, last yeah, question, yeah. but I mean, I, I mean, I could interview yeah, you yeah. for just a long, long time. <laughs> I well, love to talk. You know, <laughs> well, I, you love talking. You're passionate about the company, yeah. and you really care about the people, and I you do. care about your mission. And it comes through. And then you've got to get the people that share that. How have you transferred that? And what is it that we got Dave Eaton here that just cares as much as you do? And it's, it's across the whole organization. Dave, I thank you for asking that. It's really important when you have a vision and a mission that you spend your time personally talking to the 
I, I love talking to new candidates. Yeah. I love talking to customers. If I could spend all my time doing that and nothing else, I'd be a very You'd happy, be happy person. <laughs> that's good. And, you know, so as much as I can, that's what I spend my time doing. But so does the rest of the Alight team. You hire great people and then they hire great people. That's how it works. And you have to be devoted to that. If you compromise on that, then you can't, you can't meet and, you know, satisfy your customers. So, you know, when people meet a people from a light, and I love when they say what you said, wow, they're such great people. They're really so devoted to, I know. And they're that's, fun that's to hang with them. Yeah. And they're intelligent. I mean, one thing is to go out and have a good time, yeah. but then you start engaging them yeah. and you get into the time. They know your product. Oh, yes. And, and they're passionate about it. Right. I mean, Ralph, the reason we're sitting here is this guy ran me down at a conference that says, no, 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 Dave. I said, I got to go to a meeting. He says, you've got to hear. You've always talked about financial modeling. You've got to right. hear. You've got to meet Michelle. He, over and over. I said, oh, finally, I just said, well, come on. Let's go over to the Mortgage Great Collaborative. Job, event. <laughs> let's go over. To, <laughs> we said, we're going to bring you over, over to the Mortgage Collaborative event. And uh, I said, you can talk to a few people there. So he chased down a whole bunch of people. But you have surrounded yourself. Kudos, Michelle. Thank you so much for taking thank a few you minutes. So you got a lot of customers out here. We need to let you go to meet uh, with them and talk to them. But thank you so thank much. You. Really appreciate being thank here. You. Great event. All right.